What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is Real Reality Realness with Sean Ellis Rogers, the podcast where I, your host, Sean, dive deeper into reality television than most people watching feel is necessary and replace stand culture with the protocol of the Human Resources Department. Join me five days a week as I dissect your favorite shows while getting to know my favorite content creators and personalities through their connections to reality TV. Lock in while I clock in, because we are about to get into it. Welcome and welcome back to the show. This is Real Reality Realness. I am Sean Ellis Rogers and I put the mess in the message. I am so excited to have this person on the show today. They're an amazing recording artist whose latest single, Fancy Boy, will not leave my queue. So I cannot wait to get to know them better. Ladies, gentlemen, and every gender and lack thereof in between, join me in welcoming to the show, Bambi Hanna. How are you, darling? I'm excellent, darling. How are you? I am feeling so great. I'm feeling better now that you are here. Thank you so much for taking my call and making some space for me in your calendar. I mean, honor is my thank you for reaching out. It really is. Uh, I really am happy to take the time for you to have me and us to get a chance to talk a little bit. Absolutely. The pleasure is truly mine. Now tell me, what are you most looking forward to in 2023? Hmm. I have this underlying sense of, how do I say this, abundance that I feel like this year has to offer. Um, I can't quite explain it. It's more like a feeling. Um, but that I would say that is probably what I am looking forward to. Whatever sense of like, abundance that I feel coming for this year because I have a lot of things going on especially like musically um here at home I just moved to Atlanta so it's like I just feel a lot of good things uh on the way this year so I'm definitely looking forward to it congratulations on the move that's awesome thanks thank you thank you it's been a a year now nice yeah so so what are you leaving in 2022 What are we leaving in 2022? Let's say we are leaving in 2022. Lack of communication. We're leaving, we're leaving lack of communication in 2022. I feel like this is the year to be a lot more straightforward, a lot more transparent about the things that we want, a lot more intentional about the things we desire. Um, especially with people that we have to work with or be in relationships with or deal with on a day-to-day basis. I feel like this is definitely leaving the lack of communication, leaving that shit in 2022. Let's leave that there. I love that. I absolutely love that. Now, 
in that line of thinking, communicate to my audience who is Bambi Hana. Very well, very well. Uh, Bambi Hana is a uh, let's just say Bambi Hana is like a manifestation of. Do you remember? I don't know if you remember. Just as a kid, where our imagination were just would just kind of fly on this kind of idea of all these things we could do. Maybe this kind of person we wanted to be. We impersonated all these things. I would say Bambiana is like this inner child version of myself that I kind of like manifested into this adult. Like, okay, this was the person I knew I was always wanted to be. But you know, as a as a queer queer black man, I guess in this country, a lot of I would say, I guess I can't speak for everybody, but more so in the sense of just like the more effeminate, uh, on the more, the gentleman on the more effeminate side of that kind of had this like, uh, we kind of had to subdue a lot of the things we kind of wanted to do. I would say Bambiana is is a manifestation between the music and the way I I present myself in the music and the way I kind of just portray myself in everyday life, because I feel like that person is just kind of came around and said, oh, this a manifestation of all those things that I really couldn't do once upon a time, you know? Um, really living in that truth and really, for what that means to me, you know what I mean? As an artist, as a creative, um, as a queer black man, uh, that's my way. Uh, this was my way of kind of just like unfolding what that person looked like. I don't know if I rambled on about that, but. <laughs> No, that's, not at all. That's what this podcast is set up for. I um, try to set up the um, questions for you to go on tangents. So please mm-hmm. feel free. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, essentially, um, I've always been a big music. Uh, I've always had a, a heavy endearment for music, um, the arts. Uh, I've always been an artistic kind of um, individual. So I feel like those parts of me as well kind of mesh with to this like this kind of underlying thing I was talking about earlier about <clears throat> kind of subduing the things we had to do as queer black men is uh in our youth kind of all those things kind of just manifested into this kind of one being that I felt like I kind of created for myself as like my uh my story I guess if, that, if I could put it any kind of way I absolutely love that mm-hmm. Now, do you remember the moment that music changed your life? Mm -hmm. I would say... Damn. That's a really good question. Because I would want to say it would be as as a kid, um... I feel like it would probably be those moments where I would hear songs maybe. I didn't really go to church or anything like that, so I couldn't say it was anything for me, like hearing it in church, but my mom would play a lot of different varieties of music in the house. I feel like those were the times that I feel like it, those were times that changed my life. And I would also say maybe in college when I started doing music myself, um, kind of just moving forward in that direction once I kind of got into school and kind of started beginning to change my life as well. Um, just soaking in music differently, I guess, becoming a, choosing to take on the craft. I will, pro- I will probably say. Who are your top five musical influences? Mm. 
musical influence, I would say Drake would be a really big influence um, lyrically. Uh, Frank Ocean, sonically. Little Kim. Uh, yeah, lyric, definitely lyrically, yeah, especially in, yeah, big time. Um, Prince. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would say, especially more so in the way I carry my music and the way I carry myself aesthetically, I would say Rihanna. Uh, would definitely okay. be, she definitely plays a part in, especially because I call myself Bambiana. The second part of Bambiana kind of came from like Rihanna because there was a, there was a point in time too where I think they said a song and it was like Bambiana or something like that, and it, and it was kind of pop. So it kind of just Bambi became Bambiana, I guess, at some point. Because um, she definitely has a lot to do with like how I carry myself in my music as well. I love that. Very nice top five. Thank you. Of course. When did you know that you were talented? I would say, I would say I had a, um, it was my, I would say my sophomore junior high school. Um, and I had to do this Stevie Wonder song. I think it was, what did I have to do? It wasn't, isn't she lovely? It was, um, I just called to say hello. No, 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 it wasn't that. Damn, I can't remember. I can't remember which song it was, but I had to do a song in high school. Um, and I personally <laughs> didn't think I did that well, but the feedback that I got from the performance uh, was a really big confidence booster for me um, in terms of like what I could do potentially in music. That would be one time. And then the second time I would say is definitely around the same time I said, when I started doing music in college and I wrote, uh, I wrote my first rap verse. Um, and it was just like a really, really good like confidence booster for me. Like, oh, you really do this shit. Like you push your pen almost, you know what I mean? Uh, it definitely boosted my, my confidence a lot, especially around the time I was in my group. I would say that around that. How do you feel about the current state of music? Hip hop, R&B, how do you feel about the current state of black music? Honestly, I thoroughly enjoy the current state of music because I don't feel like, I do feel like a good amount of the population probably feel like it's redundant. Um, everybody has their own obvious personal opinions about, I guess, the state of music. But for me, I feel like we are, are in a really good state and I do feel like there's so much for potential for us to be at these kind of in this kind of era where I feel like um people born at a certain time I guess for a first and second generation like millennials people born I guess the 80s and the 90s we kind of reminisce about this idea of what we felt like the perfect era of music was whether it be 90s or the 80s or you know what I mean like we all had this idea of what we felt like the perfect state of music was I do feel like we're upon a um, space in music where I feel like the the feeling and the I guess the soul if I could put it it's kind of like reviving its way back into the music and it's not so contingent on um, the hit or you know what I mean the 
just trying to get what's popular or trendy or things like that. I feel like that is something that I feel like is what kept it in a state of kind of like redundance. But I feel like we are on our way out of that kind of space, which feels really awesome. Especially with all the artists coming up now um, in the hip hop and R&B scene. Yeah. I dig that. How important is writing your own music to you? Is I would say that's probably for me writing my own music is personally my best musical asset in my opinion, in my own personal opinion. Um, I do pride myself on um, writing most of my music, pretty much all of my music. Um, because I feel like it's a testament to, I guess, my personal thoughts without anything being kind of, you know, messed with, you know what I mean? It's just all an original, you know, all original thought and my original kind of sonic portrayal of however I want to put the music out, uh, which really helps somebody identify an, an artist as opposed to somebody who's just kind of given a sound or excuse me given a sound or given lyrics um and i feel like some of the best artists usually write their own music in my opinion um because i like i said it's the same thing when you kind of getting your thoughts out on that record when you're getting your thoughts out on the pen like it, it really does hit different i do feel like there are certain artists who can convey a thought or um an emotion people who are really vocally talented uh, talented, you know what I mean? Because it really is just emoting at the end of the day. Um, but being able to do it from your mind, from your pen to your, you know, from your mind to your pen to your record, it really is like a special craft. Um, so I definitely pride myself on being able to write my own music. That shit's like super important. But can I cuss? I feel like I cuss. <laughs> is, is that okay? Absolutely. Please. <laughs> yeah, we encourage that here. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, most definitely. Most definitely. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Now, with that being said, if you could write a verse or a song for anyone in the world, who are you writing that song for? Mm-hmm. Alive or dead or just alive? That, that's your criteria, babe. That is yeah. your choice. For that. <laughs> I would say honestly mm-hmm. um and it's crazy because she's not like in my top five of like influential artists but I would probably say Beyonce okay I would probably say Beyonce on the strength of like especially as a especially as a, like a lyricist as a like a rapper mm-hmm. um I would just love to, I, that would be that would be that would be a fucking dream for her to reach out to me and be like, hey, I want you to spit sixteen bars on my track. You know, I would just like I don't know, I don't know. And her her, her artistic kind of like way, especially the way she is now with Renaissance. Like I, that would be that would be phenomenal. Totally. To get to get feedback from this Giselle. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to me about your writing process. How do you go about creating your own hits? Uh, 
it really kind of comes from an imaginative kind of like space if you will um i'd make a good amount of my own beats um especially in like my last couple projects uh so i kind of just kind of start i sit at the computer i kind of just start building and playing with sounds um gauging what kind of space i want to be in depending on the beat do i want to do I want to spit a 16? Do I want to sing? I usually do both on a track anyway because I just like the versatility. Um, but it really comes from imaginative space. If I'm, if I maybe have seen like a movie, if something reminds me of like, a, I mean, maybe if I've seen something recently or a TV show or a reference, maybe I heard another song. Um, I do have fun listening to other music uh, to kind of provoke for myself. Um, not in terms of just like taking from the idea, but more so just like kind of inspiring something like, okay, maybe I could try this this way, or maybe this can, you know what I mean? If they said something, if a person's singing about, I don't fucking know, maybe it's from one of SZA songs, and she's like, Kill Bill, you know what I mean? Maybe that can right. inspire me, you know what I mean? Kind of leaves me in that kind of heartbreak, kind of revengeful kind of like space if I want to do that kind of, you know what I mean? So it really yeah, just depends on kind of just has this like free flowing imaginative space i don't really like to take from different things uh sonically especially when i'm playing with my own original music um but still keeping it all obviously like my own thing so i really try to have fun with it i really try to have fun with it that's like the, the most important thing for me now especially now very nice now i remember you saying that if Beyonce called you and asked you to spit 16 bars on the song, you would drop dead, right? Yeah. Do you remember the first 16 bars you ever wrote? Uh, let's see. Um, I think on my own. Uh, 16. Uh, here we go. I said low. Well, the couple ones, man, you already know. Dress to the dress down to the socks, cause you know how we rock. Be sixty on the wheel like a motherfucking clock. Something's so, like, oh, I don't remember, but it was. <laughs> I'm so I love that you asked me that show, and that was so fire. <laughs> cause honestly, <laughs> I really understand. Oh my god, it's from a song. It's called GNF. I did when I was in a boy group. When I was in the boy group, I was telling about it. We were called Kink, and our first song was called. Our first uh, track was called GNF, and I had the rap, and I had the last rap verse. And I just remember the, it, the whole beat switches up and it goes, here we go. I sit in love with a couple of ones. And, yeah, all right, it does. So I thought I just I had a little nostalgic moment. That was fire. Uh, so that was, that's kind of, that's a consensus of, like, I don't remember the whole thing, but that that was like, that's my first uh, like legitimate rap version. In that line of thinking, looking back on it now, do you prefer being in a group or do you prefer being a solo artist? I did enjoy being in a group. I felt like it it helped me kind of hone in on my own craft, but I prefer being, I definitely prefer being a solo artist. I feel like me being in the space, especially as being Biana, this is such like a, the space I'm in now, I just feel like I'm going super sane, you know? Um, I love that. You know, I feel like I'm on some Superman shit and it's only going Super Saiyan 2, Super Saiyan 3. I feel like in the more I own in on who I am as a person and how I want to represent myself artistically, I feel like I level up. I level up each time and it's, it's, it's kind of fire to look back and see where I've came and 
and where I am now. Um, but definitely being on my own, like, is my especially God, uh, God bless me as a Scorpio. <laughs> I definitely like okay. uh, that kind of lone road of like, all right, I got this on my own. Like, I don't need, I don't need the extra. But I do enjoy doing like team. I, I really enjoy collaborating. Collaborating is something I definitely enjoy doing musically. Now, were your dreams nurtured growing up, or did you have to be your own cheerleader? Honestly, it was definitely a lot of self-confidence boosting that I feel like I had to do. Um, Primarily when it came to the music, um, I feel like I wasn't, like I said, I didn't go to, I did go to church a little bit as a kid, but I didn't really go to church. I spent a little time in choir. I spent little time doing things musically that I wanted to do. Um, But I felt like I was in a place as a child where I was, you know, you go to school, go to college, graduate, you know, get your degrees, this, that, and the third. It was very, it was a little more that. at least in my household. So when it came to wanting to be in a creative space, it was a little limited. Um, and I don't blame that on my, you know, I don't blame, I love my mom to death. I don't I don't put no blame on her for that. I feel like she, was, she just wanted what was best for me. Um, but it took for me a long time in my adolescence to kind of wrap my head around this idea of wanting to be um, something more than that and being more creatively free. Um, as opposed to taking the other route. Um, so I definitely had a look, I had to do a lot of self-coaching uh, in my like adolescence, in my teenage years to like kind of keep myself going. I listened to a lot of music on my own. I always had like posters on my wall, drawing, like I was always trying to find new little things to keep myself kind of, you know, kind of moving myself creatively because that's just what I enjoy. Um, so yeah, that was definitely primarily. And I feel like as I got older, I started, people start, I, the support started kind of, once I started to kind of grasp that I could do shit on my own, the support kind of just started unfolding itself. Um, but prior to that, it was definitely, um, it was definitely kind of a long road, a long road. Totally get that. What's the realest thing you've ever written? It will probably be my hard knock life track. Uh, because it touches, it's a different, a lot of my music, most of my catalog of music comes from a place where it's a little shit talky, but it's very like eclectic, you know, slightly romantic. It kind of varies from the space. I feel like my hard knock life track where is a lot more vulnerable in a space where I'm coming from a place that is a lot more, I guess, vulnerable in the way that's like telling a story that's really not so pretty. Um, but I felt like I was able to articulate it in the way that's like he's saying some real shit, you know? Um, 
I'm from a city, beans, roaches, and pennies. Made me into a soldier straight off from my mom. My mama titties, there's killers on every corner, and how these they feel with semis. Like, I, I grew up in uh, in South Jersey, in Camden, um, and then my dad's side lived in Philly, so it's like my, my upbringing wasn't the most ideal as well, you know? Um, and I feel like that's all, a lot of that is missing has been missing in the music as well. It's like the storytelling aspect, like where are these stories where it's like people who have been through some shit can kind of convey it on the music and everything not be so fucking uh, niggas and money. You know what I mean? Um, you know, and, it's, and that's okay. I, I make that, I, I enjoy that kind of fucking music, but I, it's for me, I feel like having that versatility and for one, as an artist and then two, just as a creative, and as uh, I feel like people who choose to be in the in the music industry or people who choose to uh, create music also got to understand we're we're storytellers. You know what I mean? So what stories are we telling um, on a consistent basis? Um, so I felt like that track was probably like my realist. It's probably the realest shit I probably ever wrote. Um, and just off the track like that, I feel like that's the most vulnerable most vulnerable I've ever been like on a track. That's awesome. Now, speaking of the current and the present, if you could put anybody on the Fancy Boy remix, who are you calling? <laughs> you know what's funny? I had it written down. Um, <laughs> this was funny. I had it written down when I first when I first started writing it. Uh, I wanted Softly Santana on it. Really, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really, really was trying to wreck. I was trying to any every possible fucking way to get that man on the track, and I mean, obviously, it didn't, didn't happen. So I dropped it solo. Um, but he was like my my first choice. Uh, but I definitely. Uh, I mean, I guess I haven't really thought about like anybody else. But I, he was the one person that came to mind. Like, I just felt like I just kept hearing him as I was getting the shit down, you know, as uh, as I was finishing it up. I'm like, I really get salty on this track. He nice. would probably have been on Yeah, he probably would have been on the Fancy Boy Redeem. So, so how did that record come together, and what else should we be looking forward to? So, Fancy Boy, funny story, Fancy Boy came together uh, around the time I got back, this was around COVID, when COVID was on, like, it's heavy shit, everybody was in the house on a regular basis, and primarily everything was down. Um, and of course, my ass was outside, I had just got back from Colorado, uh, from Denver, with me and my friend. And uh, I was really, I was excited to get back to the music, because I, uh, I don't know, I just had like an artistic like kind of verse, so I got back home, I literally spent like the whole week in the fucking, in my like little office, uh, but I had also been watching this movie um, called The Man Who Fell to Earth. It's a story, um, it's a movie, it's this old ass movie with um, David Bowie. Um, he plays this alien that fell from Earth and like goes through all this shit. So it kind of, around the time I'm watching that movie, I'm listening to all these beats I found. I'm like oh, heavily inspired from my trip, um, spending all this time in the house because obviously nobody's working. Um, and then Fancy Boy comes about. I, I I was playing with some I was playing with some beats. I created this beat. I created the Fancy Boy beat um, on Logic Pro, and um, I just kept listening to it, listening to it. And I'm watching this movie, um, 
and it kind of just uh, the guy uh, uh, sorry I keep losing his name David Bowie ends up being like really rich like getting all this he ends up getting all this money um, when he comes down to earth and something and all these things happen uh, and it kind of just inspired as I'm taking in the movie it kind of just inspired me to just kind of start playing with this idea of like flamboyance in a way of like because uh, it was kind of ga- it was kind of gaudy so I'm just like I'm a little fancy like it kind of just stumbled it kind of stumbled about I wrote a couple verses I kept playing with the beat and before I knew it I'm just like okay I think I like this and then I showed it to my boyfriend he's like oh I really fuck with this so I kind of kept playing with it um, and I'm also playing with all these other tracks around the same time um, and then when it came down to it, I, uh, I'm talking to my friends and I'm talking to my team about releasing songs and they're like, Fancy Boy really is like, uh, they said the, they said we could see it for the people. And I was like, okay. So we kind of just like roll with Fancy Boy and I, it, it definitely was like a good start of the, good start of the rollout. But at this current point, uh, I'm working on an album for, I would say I was say in the spring but I'm like spring summer uh with Fancy Boy I guess like legitimately being the first single it's called uh His Falter is the name mm-hmm. of the album yeah so it's kind of like an ode to the uh, to the movie but it's it's a full body project uh Fancy Boy is like technically the first single um but I'm definitely working on rolling this bad boy out I'm pretty much we pretty much locked and loaded. We got a couple more things to do, but I'm really, really excited. I feel like this is personally gonna be my best body of work. Um, I've had, I enjoyed doing it. I enjoyed the space I was in doing it. I'm, I'm wrapping everything up now. So I'm just excited to kind of just start like kind of rolling it out and kind of just start showing people what it looks like uh, and what it sounds like. Um, I'm just excited. I'm excited to get it. I'm excited to get it locked, locked and loaded really in but that was pretty much where Fancy Boy came from it was kind of just this extension of me being in this space and playing with these sounds and doing all these things um I really enjoyed really enjoyed sitting and creating like that's where I get my that's just where I get my life I sit in front of my laptop I sit on my computer you know what I mean I may roll up a bit you know what I mean (laughs) like I just work I play, you know, and I and I and I create and I create and I and I study and I take in it's just my it's literally like my thing, like my my passion. It is my passion. I don't know if I'm in the book. <laughs> no, you're perfectly fine. How do you describe your aesthetic as an artist? My aesthetic. I would say yeah. Got some last fucking questions showing you how to go on, baby. Uh, <laughs> I do whatever. Oh, I'm here for it. I would say Bambiana's aesthetic is is definitely sexy, confident, um, kind of ghetto fabulous, you know, but also ethereal kind of has this fantasy aspect. I feel like my, I took a very, very <laughs> short period of time trying to pursue a modeling career. Um, so I feel like the visual imagery aspect that comes with my music and then um, me and my partner, uh, me and my boyfriend, uh, Vincent Markey plays like a big part in like my visual production when it comes to the music. I feel like those two things 
kind of combined and really set the tone for what the visual aspect of my music looks like. But I feel like it's definitely a combination of those things. It's very like ethereal, very, very sexy, very confident. Um, you know, very, very, very pretty bitch from very pretty bad bitch from around the way. Like it's given like it definitely has this kind of this pretty, pretty femme, witch queen like kind of undertone to it. Uh, yeah, I would say, I would say that's like the primary Bambiana aesthetic. Do you remember the moment that music went from being your passion to being your career path? I would say, honestly, I would say it was during my and it wasn't that I didn't know. I feel like this this particular situation kind of just very much so solidified it. I got performed for Moby Fest um, this summer in New York. Congratulations. Absolutely. Thank you, my love. Thank you. It was such a, hopefully you could come to this year's because I, I plan on being there. Moby Fest was everything to me. Um, they were so hospitable. They were so great. The performance for me and the, it was so solidified. It really was just like, okay, this is what I'm doing and this is what I set myself up for. And it was just such a proud moment. And it was just like, this is what I plan on doing. You know what I mean? Being paid for a show where people like your music and really get into soak in the world of being a fucking uh, thriving artist. That moment for me really brought me to like, like I said, that little super myth saying mode. I kind of just like, <laughs> like I bumped up to it. You know what I mean? It, Word. Yeah, it just, it was, it made me really, really fucking proud. And so I'm enjoying receiving more of that. Um, even this interview, like this is a testament to like, okay, people, people are, are, are here for it. People are people, you know what I mean? And it's not that I, I, it's not that I thrive specifically off receiving other people's energy to kind of dictate whether I feel like my shit is hot or not because I know my shit is hot. But it's just a test, you know. But it's just a testament. Like I, it makes you appreciate it ten times more. You know, um, these kind of things make you appreciate doing what I do ten times more. Like, yeah, I would say definitely that that performance that that time specifically this year when I flew out. And they flew me. They flew a brother. They flew when they got out. Like, come on, flew out. You know, they wanted to. They wanted me, and I was just like, "This is fire for me as an artist. I get to do what I love to do." Um. So yeah, I would definitely say that. Nice. Now, as a person of queer experience, how much hesitation or apprehension did you have pulling the trigger on going into something like hip hop full time, if any? There were definitely moments, especially in the beginning, that I was throwing hella paper away, rewriting, trying to sound more generally fluid, 
trying to sound more fucking straight, you know, um, definitely a little good of my apprehension when I first started. Um, it was, <laughs> I guess I had to come to a place where it was just like, fuck it. Mm. And because I was, I guess also for me, and it's funny, I'm just kind of realizing this now, I feel like once I was able to comfortably sit in my own space and write the way I wanted to write, I feel like my, my pen stepped up. Like, I feel like I got even, like, I got even better, you know? Um, cool. Yeah, so I've, I, there was, there was a good amount of that when I first started because I didn't, I was just so, I was terrified. I was terrified at the fact that people hearing me talk about sudden dick on a track. Especially my mother. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Especially like, my mother. My mother. <laughs> she never fit. Like, so, it definitely was a good amount of that in the beginning. But, I did, like I said, it was like a switch. A switch came on and it was kind of just like, fuck it, you know? Like, I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about. And I feel like, luckily, um, I wasn't the only one. I feel like even though there was no, at least now, like in the past five years, I feel like there's really been really good representation in, in black and queer, like for queers and for black queers in hip hop. But I feel like for a while there was a lot of, uh, there was a good amount of us in the mix, but nobody was really like publicly like kind of out there. Um, but I feel like definitely over time, because I started to see more of it, it made it a lot more easier for me to feel comfortable with it too. You know what I mean? Once I started discovering peers who were also like wanting to do the same shit I do and we had similar contexts and we had similar experiences as queer, uh, as black queer artists, I feel like that definitely kind of brought out a lot more comfortability as well. I love that. Now, in that line of thinking, can you speak to the pushback that you've received coming into this industry, if you've had any directly, especially since you've accepted yourself and started pushing your pain authentically? Um, I wouldn't, <clears throat> I wouldn't say... I wouldn't necessarily say there was pushback, but I do feel like there's an underlying hesitance for the way that, for one, the way I convey myself as an artist, um, you know, visually and physically, um, I guess on top of like the context, because I know my shit's fire. Like that, I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I'm, a, I'm a humble spirit. I really am. <laughs> I, re I really am. You can ask anybody that knows me personally. I'm a humble spirit. But I come to a place where I've accepted the fact that not a lot of motherfuckers can do what I do. Like lyrically, engineering wise, production wise, like can't touch me. So I do sometimes question, you know, maybe it's, you know, I don't know if it's, you know, higher power is just on some like divine timing shit or if it's just maybe people haven't wrapped their heads around it or I don't know. These are things that I feel like I was at now. Currently, I'm in a space where it's like, I'm just like, fuck it. Whenever I'm ready for my next step in my career and whenever I'm ready for my next step, like things happen naturally. It's given divine order. Like I don't trip now. 
Um, but I do, I was very pressed once upon a time and it was in a space of where, when am I, when's, when's going to be my turn? You know, where's my, it was given very much so like, where's my flowers? And I kind of had to check myself, <laughs> like, like, it's sit down, like, play your game, you playing for the long game, like, play your game, play for the long game and, and do your thing. But I guess when I was in that space, I felt like I was, I felt like there was pushback in my mind because I was just like, why doesn't anybody get it? I'm so good, you know? Right. When when in actuality, it's just like, my, my, my partner says to me, he says, people, you have to be so fucking good that people can't deny it. He said, once you have accepted that and you continue, you know what I mean? And you continue to be on that route for yourself and knowing that you are doing your absolute best, like nobody can take away anything from you. Nobody's pushing, you know what I mean? Like you just can, you continue to push fucking forward. And that's kind of where my mind frame is now. So I don't necessarily kind of feed off that energy anymore, or I try my best not to. Um, although I do know it exists, especially as a queer artist, I do know that a lot of us aren't receiving the things that we probably should be receiving. Um, just off the strength of where the state of the world is and the state of America is, but, or the industry or whatever. But yeah, I guess to sum that up. I love that. Do you want to play a quick game with me? Absolutely, darling. Love. Mm-hmm. You've heard of the game This or That, right? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to give you two options, and you're going to get with this, or you're going to get with that. Ready? Okay. Turn up song or, emer- or, or emotional song? Uh, damn, what do I say that? If I want to say emotional song? Huh? Do I say, okay, so I think I forgot already. Do I say <laughs> emotional song? That's what I'm going to say. Emotional song. Yeah, just choose your choice. There, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no label. Just choose, you know, which one you want to choose. Okay. <laughs> emotional song. That's my choice. Sweet. Album yeah. or EP? Mm, album. Feature or solo song? Mm, solo. Okay. Sexy video or serious video? Mm, sexy video. Nice. Go on tour or have a residency? tour okay rap feature or singer rap feature okay well I think we already spoke about this one be in a group or stay a solo artist yeah solo artist yeah period sign (laughs) to a label or stay indie uh stay indie okay successful indie very rich work. Andy. <laughs> work. Very rich, Andy. Okay. <laughs> you know? Get your body done or stay natural? Uh, I think I'm getting a little touch up, but I'll say stay natural. Okay. Buy jewelry or buy property? Mm, 
property first. Nice. Yeah. Okay. What would you say is the key to your confidence? to my confidence I would say <laughs> the key to my confidence will probably be this is going to sound so ridiculous <laughs> I, guess, <laughs> I guess because I've always been considered like I don't know since I was a kid like women have, oh you're so pretty like they've always called me I've, I've, I've always been like a pretty like a pretty in the face like for a boy mm. um, with like the eyelashes and the eyebrows like everyone's always like oh your eyelashes and your eyebrows I feel like my physical features have always kind of like helped me maintain a certain amount of like confidence but, I, but honestly my secret weapon confidence booster has always been my sense of style nice yeah I feel like my the way I kind of always wanted to if I wanted to really really feel like a bad bitch like I would really like take my time and put like together a really cute outfit like I really enjoy like dressing up like I used to play with dolls and like everything like definitely like style like dressing up I dig that now, what would you say sets you apart as an artist? For me, I would say I would want to say my versatility. Um, just off the strength of we love a verse you now. We love a verse, okay, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but really, because I enjoy both aspects of the singing, the just like the soulful aspect of music and just like the hip hop aspects of music, because I love to play on both of those kind of arenas of music. Um, whereas though I know some people kind of dabble in, there are very few artists who dabble in both. Some, you know, some people say they do both, but it, you know what I mean? <laughs> some people really do, do both. Um, so it's like. <laughs> So I really, really uh, would say that's like one of my, one thing that kind of separates me um, from especially like a lot of other artists uh, on the come up. Um, But also the, I guess I would say the caliber of the lyricism. Uh, I do. Yeah, I do thrive on knowing that uh, I do pride myself as a lyricist um, okay. in terms of like my rapping. Uh, I, as much as I enjoy like singing and I enjoy R&B and I enjoy indulging in those aspects, I feel like the, the caliber of rapping kind of separates me from other, from other artists where I, just in the state of rap. You know, not on no like ego shit, but the just from like the state of rap. I know a lot of hip hop music or rap music tends to come from this place of like, you know, we making fun music or like good time music or you know what I mean. People will, or rappers who kind of just make music that feels good but doesn't necessarily have like 
the complexity and like the lyricism. You know what I mean? If that makes right. any sense at all. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're speaking to a fellow rapper, so I feel you. All right, period, period, period. <laughs> okay, so you know, so you know, so you know that it definitely is a is a good amount of that. And there's like I said, there's nothing wrong with that. There's spaces for all types of fucking music that we that we have the pleasure to enjoy. But I know that's what what separates me from like that 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 kind of from and from that generality from that general aspect. I know that's one thing that separates me. Um, that separates me as well because I write my own because I write my own. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. As a fellow lyricist, I completely feel you. As a fellow lyricist, I feel you one hundred percent. Now I need to go. I didn't know my good Sean was a lyricist. Now I need to go do my. Now I need to go my do do my research. Because of now that, and I know she pushes a pen. He pushes a pen, baby. I'll, I'll help you. I just sent you my mixtape. All right, period, period. <laughs> I got some notes. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all, I'm all about it. I'm all about it, especially within our, in our brotherhood. Like I feel like that shit is so important. Like us being solid in that aspect. Like, I see you, you see me. Like, because it's not like, this, you know what I mean? It's not like the industry is gonna see us at an instant. They see what they like and then they pick at that. It's like, we gotta see each other as artists. Like, that shit's important to me. 10 million percent. Thank you so much. Of course, of course. Now describe for me the moment that you're gonna feel that you've made it as an artist. What's that gonna look like for you? I would either say, I mean, it's not super, super tech. I don't even sound tech in this aspect, but I'm like, it would either have to be once I get my first like thorough ass check, like as an independent artist, mm-hmm. um, you know, like revenue wise, or once I pop up on Grammys, maybe, or maybe, you know, a little bit more. <laughs> Honestly, or even down to, I feel like the even small strides. I mean, manifesting just a fucking, a billboard hit. You know what I mean? So, you know, uh, you know, uh, or honestly, honestly, because like I said, I had this vision for myself where it's like, I want to play the long game. Um, because this is all I want to do. I don't want to do it to be trendy. I don't want to do this shit to be, to, you know, to, to get on. I don't, you know, I mean, of course we all want to get on, but it's like, this is just what I want to spend my life doing. You know what I mean? I want to travel for this shit. I want to make sure I got to get up when I don't want to, to make sure I got to do it. Like, you know how we get up and go to our jobs where we don't want to go because we hate our fucking jobs. I want to be annoyed that I have to get up and happy that I can get up and do something that I want to do, you know? Um, so I feel like once it comes to once I come to a place and maybe it's like like an achievement award or or something something where I can be like okay you have been doing this shit for a while and you should be proud of yourself I feel like those will be one of those moments for me where it's like okay you definitely made it you definitely come you definitely reached where you know you you said you was going to that's awesome so let me ask you 
you get the opportunity to put your dream tour together, who are you calling to go on the road with you? Dream tour, dream tour, dream tour. I I would love to have dream tour. Okay, 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 okay. I, <laughs> No pressure, no pressure. <laughs> Let's see, if I could get... I love Kicks the Killer. Mm. I love... I would definitely have Doja Cat. I would definitely try to slide and get Doja Cat. Mm. I would love... I would I'd love to get... Uh, I don't know if you know uh, Warren. Uh, Warren Dumas. I do not. Yeah. Warren Dumas is a is a uh, is a R&B artist as well. He's a phenomenal singer. Yeah, I would definitely ask my boy Warren. Yeah. I would definitely ask. I would ask. I would ask SZA. <laughs> I would ask. I would ask SZA to come on tour with me. So bad. I would ask SZA to come on tour with me. So bad, so badly. Says, please come on tour with me if you hear this. Love. Bring me on your time. Yeah, I'll definitely ask Yeah, something along those lines. Okay, okay. Yeah, you know, I'm going to that show. You go, you go. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going to. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. what do you? Now we're in a new year. January just started, chair. Mm. Do you want to see change from hip hop going forward? Uh, or just music I, in general? But hip hop. Okay. Um, I would like to see. I would like to see a little more collaboration in the sense of because I feel like in hip hop there is a space of collaboration where it's very like picky mm-hmm. um, I mean honestly from a general hip hop perspective but I know female rap is, has a definitely has hip hop in a chokehold right now Absolutely. Um, and, I, and I feel like when it comes to collaborating, I feel like there is a sense of like pickiness or just like very like, it's very stiff. Um, whereas though I reminisce on a time where motherfuckers was just hopping on a track just to hop on it. You know what I mean? They walk past in the studio like, oh, I like this and you know, and before you know it, you got four different motherfuckers on the track. And now you got, you know what I mean? Like this whole arena of just like conglomerate of like music, I feel like, that is not as present as it used to be. I would love to see more of that this year. Um, in all aspects, from like upcoming artists to bigger artists and mixing those two, you know what I mean? Just like other artists and, and other cat, you know what I mean? And other cat, like I would just love to see a little bit more of that. Female rappers working with male rappers. Yeah, you know, you know, you know, exactly, exactly. That would be so fire. Like, let's get back to that. Let's get some of that shit popping. Like, 
I would love maybe to we'll see finally that. get that. Maybe, maybe we'll finally get that new ladies night in twenty twenty three. I'm dying. I keep for begging it, me like, no rappers for it. Uh, give us something, man. And it's not that they haven't given us anything, like I said, but it's just like I said, it's a lot more picky. So it's like this person will collaborate here, maybe these two will collaborate here, maybe these three might have one here, and then they don't sing her in there. So it's like it's very like sub, it's very subtle. Um, but set this shit on fire. Like let's really get back to it. Let's get back to the music. Yeah, I think the closest thing we've gotten as far as female rap is Bop Bop. Which right. was a great record. <laughs> right. right. Now, and I'm like, oh, sorry, what? No, you good. <laughs> I was just going to ask, what keeps you up at night? Mm. Honestly, <laughs> I, I would say, it's unfortunate because I try not to do this often, but figuring out my next move. Um, yeah, I can be I can be technical or like technical in that way where it's like I'll spend I will definitely spend a good amount of time up at night trying to figure out all right, what's next? Like, what can I be doing? What's the next move? What do you want to do now? What's the tea? Like, where are we going? as opposed to just kind of just like resting like I probably should be like a normal fucking person. <laughs> um, but because I want this so bad, I guess in this space, it's like, you know, fucking hustle now, sleep later, uh, you know? But there's a balance. There's a balance in that. So listen, we we 30 this year. So we're we using 30 for balance. Come on, 30. Yeah. Is it a word, honey? Welcome to the 30s, chill. I'll be 32 this year. Work, chill. I'm telling you, the, 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 I, the, you gonna turn 30 and and you gonna get around 30, 31, and you gonna wake up one day and wonder what the hell was your 20s? What the really? fuck was I doing? <laughs> what was I doing? Like I swear, that happened for me during this year during 31 that hit me at 31 and it just happened recently like like I woke up like a couple months ago and I was like what the fuck was I doing <laughs> my whole 20s what was I doing like like and why right oh my gosh oh man I feel it I feel it on the rise well hopefully I can look back and reflect and see some damn positive changes that's what we going for yeah, hopefully you'll look back and be like, oh God, I'm so glad I don't do that shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, speaking of that, do you think you found yourself yet? I would say, I would say I'm like, I would say I'm like 75% there. I feel like I'm giving myself space to be Cause I feel like as long as you're doing shit that makes you uncomfortable, this is like my little theory. As long as you as a human being are doing shit that makes you slightly uncomfortable and you're exposing yourself to new experiences, you're always gonna have more of yourself to learn about. Because when you're in, a, in an uncomfortable space and you're in a space where you are kind of, I don't wanna say fear-based, but it's like an unknown, you don't really know what the fuck to do. So you gotta really have a test of like what kind of person you are. You know what I mean? Um, Absolutely. 
and so and that goes regardless of like age but I feel like obviously with age the more you get more experience so I'm like at this point I feel like I'm definitely I have a secure grasp on who I am and I love who I am <clears throat> but I know there's a lot more of me that kind of like unfold if I had to make it make sense I would say I'm on I would say <clears throat> I'm on my way to discovering like my Super Saiyan 2 I felt like when I, I went Super Saiyan when I became Bambiana and I was like okay let's get to Super Saiyan 2 let's, I let's absolutely understand that I, I, I yeah. completely relate to that I feel like I use that Super Saiyan reference a lot too so I completely relate to that I feel like I hit my Super Saiyan when I created Sean Ellis Rogers and I created the podcast. And I feel like, yeah, and I truly feel like 2023 is going to be my Super Saiyan 2 year with all of the projects I have going on, with like all of the things that I have coming up, with all of the people that I'm getting ready to interview. I truly feel like this is going to be my Super Saiyan 2 year for sure. So I'm right there with you. Come on, we up there. We we come on. Let's <laughs> ah, that's all I like to hear. That's Hello. All I like to hear. Oh, so excited yes, for you. Listen, thank you so much. Like what? Listen, oh, I'm doing what I can, child. I'm out here in these streets, as the children say. Listen, that's all. That's all the fuck you can do, and you do a phenomenal job at what you do. Because I've definitely taken time to look at the other shit, and I, I definitely applaud you for what you do because you take your shit very seriously and you do a very good job at it. I appreciate you so much. Thank yeah, you. Absolutely. Now tell me, what does the person that you found today, what does your Super Saiyan one tell to the Bambi that just picked up his first pen back in cake? Hmm. What do you tell that rapper that just wrote that first rhyme? I would say, I would say to him, relax your motherfucking shoulders. (laughs) 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 Sit back and relax your you too tense, my mom. (laughs) Like, it's okay. It's okay because I was definitely a lot more like, uh, I would definitely tell myself to relax my shoulders and also to, um, don't fucking stop and be gentle. I would tell myself to be more gentle with myself, like on some like, cause that's my thing with myself this year is like, be gentle with yourself. Like not everything is going to come out perfectly and you can't, you can't just fall apart when shit doesn't, when shit goes wrong, you know? Absolutely. Um, so I would definitely be on some, you know, be more gentle with yourself it's okay like you are going to be okay just keep pushing you know um because i'm not like it was tense not not want to say tense but i was so <laughs> because i was so eager because i was so eager everything was just like ah, i was always like i was all over the place so definitely tell myself to be gentle and relax and keep enjoying what you do and keep uh sharpening your fucking skill set you know don't give up like for sure. I'm totally with you on that. Now, how do you want to be remembered? Um, definitely, 
definitely would like to be remembered as um I would say a, a, obviously a kind a kind spirit first and foremost um because I believe there's people in this world who are nice and then there are people in this world who are kind and I feel like in my opinion there's a difference because um, yeah. my friends can be nice and very nasty and a lot of the world is nice nasty Absolutely. Um, but I, I pride myself on being a I may not always be the nicest. I can be a little bitch sometimes, but I'm like I'm a genuinely a kind, a kind spirit. So that is definitely the primary way that I would like to be remembered, and definitely just as a fucking honest artist. Like I would want to be remembered for knowing that this is what he went after, what he wanted, and he was and he was very adamant about that shit. Um, to to pursue his dreams and to take care of his friends and family. Um, because I look at my, I look at my shit as that way too. My, my, my support system and my family and my, and my, my man and my friends and my family are definitely also a reason I get up every day and I'm like, let's make this shit happen. Um, because listen, <laughs> we gotta keep, we gotta, we gotta keep each other up. Absolutely. Um, and making sure, and making sure my foundation is continuously taking care of and making sure my loved ones are good because they keep me pushing. So it's like I get up and do what I gotta do every day to make sure I keep that pushing. Absolutely. I love that. Now, before I release you back into the wild, is there anything that you would like to share with me and my audience that I didn't cover in this interview that you feel important to be shared? this is such a it was such a look we love verse it was such a versatile conversation I enjoyed all this that's such, <laughs> such the variety of questions I do feel like we, we've indulged in so much in terms of conversation um, if anything I would just I would just let, I guess just to speak and to manifest uh, being beyond is here being beyond is motherfucking queer <laughs> and and I and I look forward to sharing uh, just my story and my experience with 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 my with the populace and my community and my friends and my family and my fans and I and I just look forward to I look forward to life like let's look forward to I guess I would leave with that like let's I know it sounds cliche as fuck but let's look forward to life like I want us all to just look forward to life we got so much to look forward to man it's not gonna be perfect but we have so much to look forward to like let's get it like let's get it let's get it 10 million percent yeah my last question for you is where can the people find you your music, all the things you'd like to promote, what's coming next for you, all the things of the things. Where can people find all things Bambiana? Um, you can primarily find um, Bambiana on all the social media platforms. Um, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, Twitter and Instagram on Bambiana official. 
Bambiana is Bambi, B-A-M-B-I, and then Hana, H-A-N-N-A. Because uh, I know some people forget about the H. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Instagram and Twitter, Bambiana Official. Um, in those bios, you can find my YouTube channel. Um, you can find all my music videos on my YouTube channel is under uh, Bambiana Official as well. Um, Bambiana is on all streaming services, services, Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, all the good things. Um, I would also tell everyone to check out my SoundCloud. I do know a lot of people don't indulge in SoundCloud, but I have some really good projects on uh, the SoundCloud app. There's some really good music on there, um, which is also under Bambiana official as well. So those are all the places you could find me. Um, like I said, I really, I really look forward to um, dropping new music. Actually, on SoundCloud, I have two. I drop my mixtapes on SoundCloud, where because I, uh, I kind of get to experiment with sample music. You know, you can't kind of just uh, stream sample music. You know, you don't want to get sued or no crazy shit like that. So um, right. that's where I, I experiment a lot more on SoundCloud. I drop two mixtapes on SoundCloud. I'll be dropping a third mixtape very soon. Um, I call them Untitled. Uh, so I'll be dropping one very soon and then like I said I look forward to presenting a full album in the spring summer for my for my for my my long waited people and people who really my fans who are just patiently waiting my people are patiently waiting and I just look forward to kind of just um giving everyone this this evolved version of uh this elevated version um, of myself as an artist because I definitely am so proud. I'm so proud of myself and I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, to share. I feel like I just came out of I'm such a cre- good creative space uh, that I feel like I've been in. So I'm just excited to, to, to share it for sure. That is so incredible and I am so excited for your 2023. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited for us. We got, we got, we got, big, we got big things to do. absolutely now on that note children i think that babyana has given you guys enough this man is very busy he has things to do so we're gonna release him back into the wild i appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in and i want to extend a special special thank you and an invite at any time to my guest, Bambiana, for blessing the pod. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Well, it was a pleasure, Sean. I really appreciate you, appreciate you having me. Um, I definitely look forward to maybe coming back. I want to come back and I want to talk some Absolutely. more out there. I really enjoyed this. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Come back when the tour happens, when the new music comes out, when you drop the album. Come back anytime. You have an open door. Just hit me up whenever you want to come on. Absolutely. All right, Sean. Thank you so much, darling. Of course. Now, I want to remind you guys to be real, stay in reality, and always, always bring the realness. I am Sean (laughs) Ellis Rogers. This has been Real Reality Realness, and I put the mess in the message. But until next time, I love every single one of you guys from the bottom of my green heart emoji. Misbehave yourselves. Peace. Bye, guys. Peace.